now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and man, we have a jam-packed show for you this evening. You know, this past week was the Fred Hall show at Long Beach, and it gave Stan, Winnie, and I a, an opportunity to go around and talk to a lot of old friends in the industry that we haven't seen maybe for a year, or we're catching up with just exactly what they've been doing when it comes to fishing for this past season. So we've gone around, collected a bunch of interviews for you. I think a lot of the people you'll know, some of them you may not be as familiar with. So. What we ask you to do is sit back and relax and enjoy the next two hours of Rod and Reel Radio from the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach. So take it away, Ben. Here we go. You know, one of the great things to come into the Fred Hall Show is all the information you can glean. There's manufacturers here, but one of the guys that I always like to see, especially when it comes to talking about our fishing reel, is Cal Sheets. From uh, Cal's uh, two-speed conversions, and he's here with his uh, son Eric. Yes. Cal, how many of these shows have you done? You've been here forever. This is my 29th year. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and Eric, you've been helping out Dad. How's it been going for you? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, he brought me in just barely after he got started, but still, it's it's been a long time. Oh, uh, you know, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I kind of find it interesting that you've been able to survive in this world because. When a lot of these reels came out, two-speed conversions weren't that a big thing. We were talking about blueprinting, you know, tuning up. A lot of the reels needed. But it, it seems like today there are more and more precision reels. And I think, gee, there's no reason to call Cal for my reel anymore. But I'm probably, no, I'm probably way off base on that. Well, it's not that they need it. It's that the angler is getting more serious on what he wants and no real manufacturer can build a reel to fit everybody's exact needs because of their age, their size, their strength. And what we do is because all of these reels are well made nowadays, we just go through and do a little fine tuning, a little tweaking to make the reel fish the way that particular customer wants to fish. Nowadays, the two everybody's got the two-speed reels. All the reel manufacturers, as a pretty much general make for the whole world well the southern california angler and long range angler is a very small niche and we kind of push our tackle more 
here than the rest of the world. So therefore, gear ratios to match out to the long range and the people of a little age and stuff, we actually make different gear ratios to drop them down. So even though we get line in slower, if we can turn the handle, we're getting line. And that's why we do make different gear ratios for most of the manufacturer's reels. Out of the box, they're all good reels. We just try to make it match to the customer. Eric, I want to ask you, there are so many new reels on the market. It isn't like we're dealing with Penn Internationals anymore. I mean, everybody's got a reel. How do you keep up with what needs to be done with the reel? I mean, are you customer-driven, or are you constantly buying reels and taking them apart? How do you guys keep the pace on on what needs to be done? It's pretty tough because there's so many different models. And, you know, here at the show, it's really cool because you see all the new models that come out and everything. But, you know, but competition has been great for this whole industry. It's caused everybody to step their game up. Every manufacturer is making great reels. I mean, I know when guys come to the booth, they're asking, you know, what's the one reel for fish in 80-pound test or something? And, and I just said it's, you know, it's like when you're buying a pickup truck. You have Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota. It's kind of what fits you and what is comfortable to you. Yeah. Uh, Cal, is there a common problem that you see with most reels the most often when someone brings it brings a problem no, into you? No, There's generally, we're not in the we do solve problems, yes, but most of these reels don't have what we call a problem because that is something else. They, ha- they have issues where the people want it to do something different. Yes, occasionally there is a problem, and most manufacturers are on top of that, but I, I'm very fortunate. I have a good rapport with all the manufacturers. If I find something that is possibly a problem or a manufacturing defect, because there are. Nobody's perfect. I can call any one of these quality real manufacturers, and they they thank me for calling them, letting them know if it's a part, they send it to me. Thank you, Cal. Fix the reel. No problem. And so it is, it's been a very good relationship with all the manufacturers. And everybody's always going to have a little hiccup somewhere because it's in production manufacturing. You know, Eric, you and your dad have been business for a long time, and you're esteemed in the business when it comes to your opinion on on reels. Do some of the manufacturers listen to you if you find that they have a common problem? Now, I know, like, if you go to a an Avet or an Accurate, they're able to take care of problems real quickly. But when you go to a Daiwa or a Shimano or an Akuma, man, they, they could be 18, 24 months out. But... Do the manufacturers listen to you on your critiques, or they go, yep, thanks a lot, Eric, appreciate you calling? Well, not only do they listen to us, quite often they're coming to us saying, hey, by the way, down the pipeline we have, you know, this going on right here. Hey, do you mind taking a look at this, or or what is your opinion about this reel, or this size of reel, or what does the West Coast need? So, I mean, they're, they're, they're really great. I mean, some of them are officially, they you know, we work with them. And other ones are kind of off the record that, you know, they, they just work, we work with them too. So Yeah. Hey, uh, Cal, is there any next big thing coming on down the line that you're working at that the guys are asking for that they don't find out there in stock reels? Uh, not really. It's, you know, I right now, uh, the industry is kind of, at a peak type thing, but I think as new synthetic lines are designed that are even smaller yet, 
then we're going to be looking at even taking smaller reels and pushing them even a little farther yet. And now we may start to get to design things where maybe they were designed for X and we're going to try to use 2X on the reel. And, And because all the manufacturers trying to lighten the reels up and getting the best designs with the lightweight, that could be the next little step is to try to figure out to make sure that the reels that are designed for the little for a little smaller lines and we're really starting to push them up that could be the next thing you know eric I, i'm finding that the manufacturers seem to be wanting to put better gear into the hands of fishermen and still do it at an economical price not like it it used to be that if you you know you had a reel that was you know a hundred dollars it was maybe not something that you'd want to take out on a long range and and now all of a sudden you find that there are some good reels there under $200 that you can take and you can fish pretty well. Is that really the case, or do you find that, you know, you get what you pay for? You know, I, I think anything in life, it's a little bit of both. But I, but I do think this, that everybody, all the fishermen, uh, fisher women and men out there, are becoming so much more educated. They're using the Internet. They're finding out what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, but, but nothing beats going into the mom-and-pop tackle shop and, and, and buying them and supporting them and everything else like that. Yeah. Cal, one of the things that drives me crazy is how to, setting the drag and, and how much drag I actually have on a reel because it seems like I can have it in a strike position and I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, maybe 15, 17, and all I got to do is move it up just a touch, and the next thing I know, that thing's jerking me out of the boat. Uh, what's happening there? That is... Okay, a lot of the manufacturers, and I understand why, is they're telling people that they can get a very large amount of drag out of their reels. So they actually tune them inside for an excess amount of drag because they got to be able to get what they tell them. But we're not using, even though we're pushing the reels, we're not using them to that point. And that's when people bring them to us, and we actually, a lot of our reels now, we actually detune to make them where we want to fish so that the lever now you can move it a little bit forward and you gain, I'm not not being linear, linearly, but you gain a little bit of drag as you move it. It doesn't jump nearly as fast. Right. You know, Eric, there's so many things uh, that we need to know about reels, and a lot of us, all we want to do is we want to turn the crank, we want to make sure that it works, we want to set the drag, Make sure that works and we want to bring the fish in. But how does someone get a hold of you if they've got a problem or they have questions or they want to find out what you can do to their reel because maybe it's not working up to their expectations or maybe they want to take it to the new level? How do they get a hold of you? So we moved from L.A. County. We moved down to Fallbrook in northern San Diego oh, no County. Kidding. All right. And so uh, we love it. It's 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 fantastic. Um but we do a lot with, with local tackle shops, or you can send it in to us direct. Uh, we do have a website, cals2speed.com. They can get a hold of us uh, through there, um, and, and, and either way. All right. And, Cal, are, are you the type of doctor that can give you a diagnosis pretty well over the phone, or, uh, or is it best to, to see the patient in person? I try to give an educated guess, okay, but I learned a long time ago, you don't say, no, it can't do that, because 
everything can happen. And so, yes, we can give an educated guess, but the only real way to is is to bring it in, let us feel it, test it, open it up, and check it. Now, I've got to ask you, you've been doing this for many, many years. When's the last time you saw something and you scratch your head and you go, my God, I've never seen that before? Probably uh, last week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to ask you what that was because we don't have nearly enough time with this interview. But, you know, Cal and Eric Sheets from Cal's Two Speed Customs, thanks for being with us. I've been trying to get with you now for the past couple hours. This booth of yours is always jam-packed and man do you ever get tired of asking questions uh, answering questions no not really because most of the time the people here it's very knowledgeable questions and if i can give them a good reasonable answer i do the best i can well eric you know one of the things i've been impressed with is the people that come on up and they don't have a problem they sent a reel to you and you took care of the problem and they, it's like they're eternally grateful they they said hey uh you want my dog you want my car i mean you you did a great job well and we're so appreciative of our customers too i mean uh we just had here a few minutes ago uh a middle-aged guy come up and he took his mom on a long-range trip they went on a big long-range trip on the red rooster and 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 he loved it she got a nice uh, 190 pound uh uh, yellowfin tuna and she was probably 90 pounds soaking wet. Wow. You know, and, and, and that's where we, my dad and I, we both had a big smile on our face. It's, you know, seeing that and seeing when, when, when people bring up their kids and said, hey, man, you know, my kid, my son or my grandson was able to go on the trip, and we loved it. So, All right. So if you want to find out more what's happening with uh, Cal and Eric, you can go to uh, cals2speed.com, find out what's happening on the site, get a hold of them in person. And, guys, good luck. I hope you're here for another 30 years doing this now. <laughs> I don't know if the body will handle it, but we'll do the best we can. And Eric, do you have a son too that's going to be following in your footsteps? Uh, yeah, I got I got a couple kids and uh, they, they definitely enjoy it too. And, they, and Grandpa spoiled them, so they've been on long-range trips too and, and they, they love it. So. I, I love a business where you can see the father and son working together. What well, kind of working together? I'm sure it's always acrimonious. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us on Rod and Real Radio. Especially, you got people here waiting to talk to you, so we'll let you get back to them. Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Hey, take much. care, guys. Thank this you is very uh, much. this is Hop Along from the Fred Hall Show. Uh, you're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. There's still more to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main at el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el cajon ford.com 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. We're still at the Fred Hall Show here in Long Beach. You get a chance to walk around, and you meet a lot of people that, that maybe you hear their names or you see their presentations or whatever it is, but never get a chance to say hello to them. We're doing that right now, though, with a guy. We've had him on the show before, but, man, inside sports fishing, there's no uh, better way to watch fishing than inside sports fishing. we got Michael Falks with us. Mike, how you doing here? I'm good, John. Thank you so much for stopping by. You know, well, isn't it great just to be able to talk to the people? I know you you put out a product. A lot of times you don't. You don't get a lot of feedback, but you come to these shows like this, and man, it is mono on mono. It's up close and personal, and it's the 70th year, so people are really fired up, especially after last season, the last yeah. couple seasons. Every indication is we're going to have another bonanza year. So, You know, people come and talk to you about inside sports fishing. What kind of things do they talk to you about? What, what do they like about what you're doing? Well, I, I think... Most of the people enjoy the show because it's always been about the sport of fishing. It's never been about a personality. It's never been about me. It's always been about fishing. And this year, especially because we launched the app yesterday, so it's been up for a full day now after two years in the, in the makings. So the big buzz right now for us is the Inside Sport Fishing app called Code Group. Well, let's talk a little bit okay. about that. 
What did? What is it? First of all, well, it, it's my dream. Uh, a couple of years ago, I'm sitting in my office, I'm looking at the computer, and I'm wondering what's going on outside. Uh, is anybody catching any fish? I was really concerned about some white sea bass going off, or are there any marlin? So I'd have to go to all these different websites, I'd have to go through all these phone calls and messages, and try to figure out if there was a bite, where was the bite, and what were they biting on. And so I said, why can't we put all that into one application? Why can't we put all that into one place? So are the light boats making squid? Is there any? What's at the receivers? All the information that I want and want as a fisherman is now in the palm of my hand. From weather conditions, sea surface temperatures, forecast, wind, tackle, techniques, reservations, fish counts, dock totals, personal profiles, whatever I want, it's all there. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the name because a lot of people, even though they've been involved with fishing for a long time, don't really know the meaning of what a code group is. So tell us well, what the derivation of that name is because it's interesting, I think. Well, code group is, 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 is basically um, a group of individuals, generally the captains, owner-operators of the sport boats that form an alliance. And, you know, we've got 157 boats in our fleet here in Southern California. And so they all obviously don't communicate with each other. So right. you take the two or three guys that are friends, that have been friends, that grew up together, that deck together, and that now own and operate their own boats. They want to communicate with one another in a way that maybe not that the whole fleet hears about. So Code Group is kind of an elite group of individuals that have formed a bond that communicate with one another on the water. And I just thought Code Group for the name of the app would be perfect. Well, it's, it's a great name. A lot of times it's just a group of skippers. They've been friends. They came up through the ranks right. together exactly. as pinheads. Exactly. They're, they're not necessarily from the same landing. They're not necessarily even from, you know, one uh, geographical area. Right. They're from all over so that hey, they talk to each other. Where are the fish biting? What are they doing? Uh, you exactly. know, what's what, the what are the conditions? Yeah. Is it uphill? Is it downhill? Is there no current? And, and if you're out there... And the, I, I mean, I take my hat off to the guys that run the sport boats because they have to deliver every single oh, day yeah. to a group of people of anywhere from, you know, 15 to 30 to 70 to 90 people on their boat every day, half day, three-quarter, all day, overnight, long range. Those guys have to perform. Private boaters, we go out and we want to perform. We want to catch fish, but we're not... Our, our lives aren't dependent upon our performance. So having a code group allows these guys to cover more water, more area, get more information that's pertinent and current. So code group is an up-to-the-minute, live, continually fed fishing report platform that connects you to every other aspect that so you need to know. you've kind of taken that, that meeting and what code group was all about, and now you're kind of turning it into an app that... Anybody that wants access to it. Anybody that wants access to it. And it's a global app with with very specific individual information, which is really cool. And and the most important thing I think about the app is that an individual user like myself, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear dope from all over the country. I don't want to hear what's coming in from the Great Lakes, or I don't want to know about the Pacific trout bite up in the Sierras. I want to know about white sea bass. So I filter my news feed by species, by location, by captain, by boat, by landing, by my group. By, I create my own personal code group within code group. So I only get, and if somebody posts something on a white sea bass, I get pinged. I know that somebody just reported something on a white sea bass. I don't care about X, Y, and Z. Later on in the seasons, I want to know about the tunas or the yellowtail or the marlins. 
So I just filter my feed according to what I want. So everybody can put the, the, uh, the, the news feed together for themselves. So on their wall, they get only the information they're looking for when they want it. And if you want to share it, you can share it with everybody, or you can share it just your code group. Or you can postpone the share for 24 hours <laughs> until the bite's over. Whatever you want to do, you don't have to. You don't have to give away information. You don't have to give away a hot bite. You don't have to give any. And if you happen to catch a nice fish, you want to take a picture and post it. Here's your hero page. We're speaking with Michael Folks from Inside Sports Fishing, and Mike, yeah, we're talking to you about uh, this uh, new Code Group app that you had. Now, I guess this came together because from all the years of working with Inside Sports Fishing. You've had a chance to touch a lot of people, to be friendly with a lot of people. And now what you're doing, you're taking this friendship that you have, just like a, a skipper would with a code exactly. group on the outside. You're getting all these people together, and you're going to be supplying fishermen or whoever wants the information well, with it's, the it's, latest it's, credible information. It's not really me supplying the information. The information is going to come from each one of us as okay. individuals. So it's really an app that's going to be driven by the users themselves. So if you log on and... and you create your profile, put your picture of your boat up there. And also what's really cool about this is that your username is your name. Okay. You don't get to hide behind some made-up name and post a bunch of criticism or tell people how stupid they are. You're posting and everything you post is under my post under Michael Folks. You're posting under John Cassidy. Everybody that lines up and signs up is posting under their own name. So there's no there's no hiding. There's, this is a family-run app that's helped basically to get the entire sport fishing community connected to one another on a way that they the information that you want and all they got to do right now is text the words code group to 28748 okay text toad group to 28748 automatically take you to the apple store or the google play couple of couple of downloads clicks go to the wall all we need is your name email address and you're in all right and, and is there any charge to get no board on the Oh, man, this is great. 100% free. All right. 100% free. And the coolest thing, too, is as we're building the app, this is just day one. Let's say the XL re- reports a really good bite on a three-day trip, and they have two spots left. And you're, you're listening to Justin's report, and or you see the report, and you go, oh, man, I want to get on that trip. You look at it. They've got two spots left. You click on it. You book it. Your reservation's made on the XL for that night. Wow. Hey, let's talk a little bit about inside sports fishing. Where are you in the season right now? Well, we're uh, we're actually editing our 19th episode. All right. Um, we do 26 episodes every year, new shows, 26 a year, and it's what they call 26 over 26. So basically, we are 26 original programs in the first and second quarter, 26 repeats in the third and fourth quarters. And this is our 27th year. We're the longest-running, highest-rated fishing show in Fox Sports history. Wow, that's so great. You pretty know, cool. You know, you know. On Rod and Real Radio, we do a lot of interviews, and we love all the interviews that we do. They're all outstanding, obviously. But every once in a while, there's one that comes along that you go, "Man, this was uh, worth the price of admission." <laughs> Is that? Have you had one of those aha moments this season or lately? Well, yes. La- last year, for me personally, there were a couple of moments getting to go up and chase the marlins off Santa Cruz Island on my boat. Uh, we had three, five, or six day trips out of Newport. I call them mini long-range trips. We stayed yeah. at Smuggler's Cove, and it was the best marlin fishing I've ever experienced in my life. No it, kidding. It was as good, if not better, than any marlin fishing. And we were fishing the light string. I went 0 for 8 on 8-pound test, you know. <laughs> but but uh, And everyone said, there's no way I'm going to catch a fish, tag and release a marlin on 12-pound Dacron off a big boat like this because it wasn't maneuverable enough and it wasn't quick enough to chase down the fish. But well, we not only did 12, we did 20 and 30-pound tags and releases on Dacron. 
and so that 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 sort of kicked off my season late in, late in the summer, early at fall, and then I got an inspiration to jump on the Shogun and go film with them out at Guadalupe Island. And after nice. after after Doug shot a, a five day trip with them, I jumped on the boat and took all my vintage nineteen pre fifty three rods, bamboo rods, and wooden reel, wooden rods and reels, and and went down and, and caught a qualifying tuna over a hundred pounds for the tuna club on twenty four thread linen line on an old Ocean City nine aught reel in a wooden rod. Boy, you know the two thousand fifteen season here in Southern California had to have spoiled you because you go why should i go to exotic places around the world was, when the best fishing's in my backyard yeah it was it was it was as good as any fishing i've ever seen anywhere on the planet in my life wow that's that's a lot saying coming from a guy like you oh, that has seen a lot of it we've seen some great i mean there are and it, it was an anomaly. I mean, I'll, and we've had what three or four years, five years of drought. Basically, oh, yeah. it's been a long eight-year season of drought locally, and to have the amount of life come into our Southern California bite like we did last last year, is, and it's, it hasn't gone anywhere. And I like the idea of bringing so many fishermen, new fishermen into the sport, fishermen that had been out for a little while, bringing them back oh. into. And uh, when it comes to family entertainment and something to hand down oh. to your kids or your grandkids is there anything better there, uh, my grandfather and my dad taught me to fish before i could walk and it's something i'm doing my entire life i've done it in my entire life and it's it's a sport that you can you can enjoy and be passionate about from the time you can walk until the time they put you in the grave all right michael falks from inside sports fishing let's go back how can we get into that new app of yours how do we take advantage of it okay. and, and sign up well the app is as simple as it can be you just text the words code group to the number 28748 okay. on, your, on your iphone or an android just text it in it'll automatically come up with a little welcome sign you click on it it'll take you to the apple store just log in on your apple store and you're done it's a free app and uh and as soon as you create your profile which is basically just your name and an email address you're in, you're part of the team, you can start posting and taking pictures, whatever you want to do. Uh, just in case people didn't have uh, their pencils standing at attention, they can go to you uh, on Facebook, I think, yes. and I think yes. you have that information yeah, there. And where on, do they go there? Just fa- Inside Sport Fishing dash Facebook, or Facebook, whatever. I don't know, I'm not a very guy. <laughs> Inside Sports. My wife does all yeah. that stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, she says, here, start answering these people, they're all calling you. If you uh, Google Inside Sports Fishing or Google yeah. uh, Michael Falks, you're going to get You're going to get because, the information. Yeah, because right. only about 50 pages pop up. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Just, right. Yeah, just Google it. We'll cover it. Hey, Mike, thanks a lot for spending some time to be with us. We hope to be uh, checking with you later on in the season to see if 2016 is going to shape up to be anything like 2015 was. And speaking about 2016, do you have a destination in mind that you're going to that you're going, wow? This is something I've wanted to do for a long time, and it's finally here. I want to go back to Santa Cruz Island and fish tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> but we are we are going to. Uh, uh, I'm really excited about this. In fact, we just signed the deal this morning with Ted Turner, and we're going to be going up to the Vimejo Ranch, which is in north uh, western New Mexico. Oh, and right. it's 980 square mile ranch, 980 square miles of native land that Ted Turner's converting back to the way it was 100 years ago. They're doing fish restoration. They've got marine biologists in there. They're bringing the the cutthroats and the trouts. He wants to basically restore the land back to where it was 100 years ago. 
So I'm really excited about getting up and, and filming with the Vivejo Ranch. Well, there's no better guy to document it than Michael Phelps oh, and Sight Sports thanks. Fishing. Mike, thanks a lot for being with us. My pleasure. Thank hey, you, thank you so much for stopping by. Hey, you're listening to Stan, Wendy, and Hopalong on Rod and Reel Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. There's still more to come. Well, Wendy and I have been walking around the Fred Hall Long Beach show, and Wendy, it's been a great show so far, hasn't it? It's been great. Lots of people, lots of friendly faces, and lots of goodies to buy. Well, you know, we we walk into a lot of old friends that we haven't seen for a long time. We just happened to bump into one. You want to introduce our next guest? Our next guest is none other than... Harold Davis of Davis Boats and of CCA and CCFCC. Okay. And Friends of Rollo. And Friends of Rollo. Well, that. You know, then we don't need to ask you, what have you been doing since you kind of, you know, powered down a little bit from Davis Boats? I had to retire to get caught up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're busier than ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go down the line over here. What has happened to Davis Boats and what are you doing there right now? Well, I sold all the molds. And that kept me from the desire to build a boat again because I've always liked building boats. And truly, it was a it was a hard thing to give up. I enjoyed meeting the customers. I enjoyed all the different aspects of it. But to bring somebody's dream to life was uh, was really fulfilling. It was just I was as happy as they were the day they got it. And and that was a very hard thing to step away from. But to fill that gap. Um, I've got involved with the CCA, which I think is a very worthwhile organization. And a couple of years ago, when there were some problems with the local fishing thing here, there was a few of us got together and started talking and said, we need, we need something in Southern California. And the conversation about CCA had come up 10 or 15 years ago. But because UA was here and had membership, CCA did not want to come to California and create a fight between the two. Well, when UA closed up, um, it was the perfect opportunity, so we ran with the CCA program, and there was, I think that it's a tremendous opportunity uh, to have our voices heard throughout all the different fishing industries and, and different commissions and, and um, different functions that need to be spoke to and for the sport fishing community as well as the commercial community. Well, I know with uh, people like uh, Wayne Koto, that is, uh, you know, directing it. But you guys, Wendy and Harold, on the board of directors, you're, are you on the board of directors also? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, it's going to be. Lifetime member. Lifetime member. It's going to be heading in the right direction. I am, uh, you know, and I'm a lifetime member as well. And with everybody that is involved in CCA on the California um, state chapter, um, We've got so many people in the industry involved that um, hopefully we'll be able to to be able to move and shake and be able to get a lot accomplished. Well, that sounds good. Harold, let me just ask you a, a few more questions about the boat operation. Uh, uh, what is the status of the boat operation right now for maybe someone that's been living in a cave or under a rock for the past couple of years? Well, we're still we're still repairing boats and. We went from just repairing our boats to all different types of boats. So it doesn't matter what brand you have, we've been repairing them. Um, the business is still in exactly the same location, and I and I kept my same hours, which most people didn't understand because they weren't building stuff. But we're there 6 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, four days a week. So I have a crew that works 
four tins, and they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and off, which is really good because I don't want to hear you have to go to the dentist. I don't want to hear you got to do this. I don't want to hear nothing. You know, you're going to work 10-hour days, and we get a lot more done. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many boats you've built? About 400. Wow. And what year was the year that the first boat went out the door? 1990. 1990. Mm -hmm. And have you seen boat number one uh, uh, backed, or is it something that you've kept for posterity, or what? Boat number one came in my yard literally eight months ago, and the gentleman that originally owned it was over from the islands in Hawaii, and he goes... Boy, I wish I had my old boat back. And I says, well, Steve, it's right there, and it's for sale. He goes, really? And he walked over and bought it right there. That's just, awesome. Never, never, that was like one of the quickest sales that ever went down. He says, I want it back. I'll buy it. Well, you know, the winner of the Fred Hall Show, who won the boat a few years ago, led Master Jim Pierce. I've been on that boat, and I fished that boat, and what a wonderful platform. I love it. Well, you, you know... Not only, obviously, you've made many wonderful boats, but the last boat you made went to a special occasion, too. And tell us about that. Well, the last one I built for the 22s was the Friend of Zorallo boat. Right. That was the, that was the last boat, period. And uh, we had it up for a raffle, and the person that won the raffle decided they didn't want the boat. They wanted the money. And we weren't going to, since I wasn't going to be in the business to back up the sale, I suggested that they sell it. So they sold it, and then a person completed the boat the way that they wanted it, and I completed it for them. Wow. So uh, is there any one boat that sticks out that that you made that has uh, either come back or you've been on that you go, wow, this is the way uh, it should have been done, or this is the way it always should have been, or what? Probably the one that sticks out the most is the one that I built and I didn't tell my wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're probably because you kept. <laughs> she keeps on reminding you about it, right? <laughs> I, I got I got caught. It was um, unfortunately the state of California sends out all the registrations at once, and I don't know when they come. But my wife came in the house one day and she fans open these envelopes and she looks at me and says, "Do you really own eight boats?" And I had to think about it, and I said, mm, yeah, I guess. And she says, well, how come my name isn't on any of them? And I said, well, you just weren't around when I registered. <laughs> now, honestly, all eight boats, were they all Davis boats? Uh, five of them were. Okay. Two aluminum boats and a little duck boat I made. All right. Well, Harold, we appreciate you being with us on Rod and Reel Radio, taking the time to do it. What, what are you doing here at the show? I'm going to be working with the CCA, but I'm also going to be working with the Friends of Rollo. Again, we have our big raffle. Uh, it will be in Del Mar. And we got two locations here in the show. We have the one with the wheel, and we have the one without the wheel right over by Fisherman's Landing. A lot of nice prizes. Great, great thing this year. There's about $50,000 worth of stuff that we're giving away. And if anyone wants to get in contact with you or find out what you're doing, how's the best way to stay in contact with you? Well, we do have a website, davisboats.com, and all the information is right on there. And if you need Friends of Rollo, you can go to friendsofrollo.com, and the information is on there. Well, Wendy, thanks a lot for bringing Harold over here and letting us catch up with what's been happening to him. Let's, let's keep on walking around. You don't know who we're going to run into here at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show. Sounds great. Harold, thanks a lot, and best of luck to you, too. Okay, you guys have a great show. All right.
Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. we got a break for a commercial right now. There's more to come. It's time for the spectacular 40th annual Fred Hall Show, March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, presented by Progressive. This is San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. Celebrating the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation for 40 years. Hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars presented by Cousins Tackle, a giant kayak and stand-up paddleboard section, marine electronics, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, Savage Gears Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, Hobie Kayak Fishing Seminars, Costa's Sporting Chef Cafe, the San Diego Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Archery, Target Shooting, Fly Fishing, Casting, and so much more. Kids Free, Kids Fish Free, Active Military Free. Join us and share in the 70-year legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. It's a whale of a show. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovet Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My Angler H2O. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Well, it is Sunday night and we are doing an all-recorded program from a lot of the interviews we did from the Fred Hall Show and Long Beach, but it wouldn't be a Sunday night unless we talked to our favorite guy, the voice himself, from Phil Friedman Outdoors. Phil Friedman. Phil, how's it going? Man, is it good to see you, John. It is going great, and it's always a pleasure. And what a show this year. It has been absolutely incredible. Well, you know, 
Unfortunately, we will be broadcasting just as the show ends, but there's a whole new show that's going to be coming up in Del Mar. Absolutely. March 17th, that gets going. I know you'll be there. We'll be there. And I can't wait. The Del Mar show is one of my favorites. It's got a different flavor to it, so to speak. But it's a great show. There's lots to do. And uh, just love the, the environment down there. It's a little slower. Yeah. And for guys give, my our age, that's uh, that's not a bad give, thing all the time. Gives you a lot of time to do a little in a little more detail exactly. things that you really want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the fishing because the fishing is still off the hook for this time of the year. Now, I know we have some inclement weather that's going to be coming in starting on Sunday, but this past week it's still been pretty good. Oh, it has been real good. And by the time people are listening to this, it may be blowing thirty knots. <laughs> so I looked at that forecast too. In fact. We had a kids, a Boy Scouts trip scheduled for that day that I don't know if that's going to happen. I sincerely doubt it. But previous to this, man, there has been some really outstanding fishing. You know, we can start down the Baja Peninsula. We can start down there. Well, we'll start at Cedros. And down there at Cedros, the fish are starting to show up. Talking about yellowtail a few weeks ago, it was the calico bass. Then it turned into good yellowtail fishing and bigger yellowtail. So that island is starting to take place. That's about 290 miles south of Point Loma. We bump up there to San Quentin, 140 miles south. And that area not only has great yellowtail action, it has had for most of this year, but they've had excellent rock fishing. The calicos are starting to turn on, and there's been some giant white sea bass taken. Daniel Bow writes our San Quentin update for PFO. Every Thursday you can read that, and he does a great job. And he went out on a kayak and went for a ride the other day. And I, I don't remember the weight on that fish, but just looking at it, it had to be pushing 60. It was huge. Wasn't that a beautiful fish? Maybe having, bigger. He was a ha- having a hard time on the beach hoisting that he thing He was. Up. He was. How did he catch that thing, Phil? You know, he was uh, out there slow trolling a little mackerel. Oh, and no got kidding. bit on that, and then he was in the kayak and, and went at it. And he, I think that took him the better part of a half hour, so it was great. You know, a lot of people say, man, San Quentin, that sounds so exotic, so far away. Uh, I don't know if I really want to go there. I, I don't know if it's too remote or anything. Uh, well, what is it about San Quentin? Is, is it a place for first-timers, or do you, do you have to know the ropes a little bit to go down there? Well, uh, as far as a drive, you might want to know the ropes a little bit or talk to somebody. Like, I'd be happy to talk to anybody who wanted to make that drive. I've made it a million times. I'll tell you, there's a little restaurant. We used to drive. I've driven to Cabo several times, and my wife always insisted on stopping at this restaurant, and it's a plain front. I think it's called El Faro, if I remember. And they had the best filet mignon for 15 bucks that you could ever imagine, covered in this mushroom sauce that was great. And you'd think, driving through this mostly agricultural and fishing town, that you'd never, ever find a place like that. But we always managed to stop there because Ruth liked that. The the place is great for fishing. It's a wonderful place. My brother, 30 years ago, caught a 12-and-a-half-pound calico out at San Martin Island. Big bass that bit the iron. Just a beautiful fish. We still have the mount. And now... You can catch big calicos. You can catch yellowtail. Uh, you can go to a place. So one place that I would highly recommend is called Tiburones Pangas. Great folks. Do a wonderful job. I understand the old mill. Uh, Curtis Wagner, who used to own the Aztec, he's over at Pierpoint Landing still. He said they went to the old mill one night for dinner, and he said the food was so good, and there was a, a fight going on. Uh, and he said they had the fight going, and there must have been 300 people in there. He said it was festive, the food was great, and they had a good time. And down in that neck of the woods, you have some really great fishing. I mean, we talk about the yellows. That will soon 
transition into probably yellowfin tuna, Dorado, because we have this warm water this year. It should be another phenomenal year. And then you get up a little closer to Colinette. That's where the San Diego Dana half boats fish. Yep. Queen with that 50-pound bluefin here recently on a fly line sardine. The yellows have been biting full speed down there. And big ones, 18 to 25-pound fish. That's been a magnificent bite. And most of those San Diego boats end up with limits on the bottom fish, too. So just kind of, I like looking down to Baja because it kind of gives you a preview of what's to come. If we get a warm water push, that fish is going to move up into our neck of the woods. And that could be great. And, of course, rock fishing now is open. Up in the Channel Islands, great fishing going on. In fact, the Aloha Spirit with my friend Sean Stewart, he runs that boat, a 50-pound yellowtail mm-hmm. here a couple of days ago on opening day. He had a bunch of rockfish in that big yellowtail. So it has been phenomenal. There's good rock fishing down uh, in uh, the L.A., Orange County area, down in San Diego. We're still picking off some sea bass. The kayakers down there are getting big yellows and sea bass along the La Jolla area and the Coronado Islands. It's been a little cold lately, but that'll pop right back. I mean, that's been a phenomenal place also. Well, tell me now, what new is happening with Phil Friedman Outdoors? Uh, I'm sorry I missed the Laker girls, but it was probably to their benefit. And I'm sorry, I don't think you're going to bring them down to San Diego, but there'll still be a lot of things to do when you come and visit with Phil Friedman. And, you know, uh, you talk about the Laker girls just for one moment. Lisa Strada, the director, and I have been working together on this for decades, and she is a wonderful person. But the girls she sends out here, they're obviously pretty girls, but they have a sense of community, a sense of doing what's right and helping out whenever they can, and they're really sweet kids. And it's really a pleasure to have me. I know a lot of guys show up because they're cute girls and everything yeah. else. But when you take some time and talk to these young women, you find out how committed they are to making the world a better place. And with Lisa uh, taking care of all that, it's really fabulous. It's so great to see that, John. So uh, down in San Diego, we're going to be doing a lot of the same thing. We have a knot tying booth. We have a little conservation area. You can see a video playing over there that I narrated about rigs to reefs and how important that is to our environment and maintaining those reefs at least below the ocean surface how those are just homes for so many different species of fish and we've got raffles to support our uh, trip that we do on veterans day with the military taking the marines from camp pendleton fishing and all kinds of great stuff and of course i think one of the biggest things uh, late in my career here is our two-year anniversary doing spanish radio it's uh, weren't sure how long that was going to last and all of a sudden Friday night we did our, our two-year anniversary. We had people from the Mexican consulate come down. Uh, we had a festive party. I just see the plates and everything that Paco Valiz, who runs this whole place, he just donated some of that, so we're going to have a cake and everything else. I, I bet I'm going to get my face shoved in a cake. But uh, that has been a, a great experience. I've met so many wonderful people doing it. And uh, I feel a sense of accomplishment now just getting no, into that. There's no hiatus of the show when you're doing these shows because of the fact that show still has to go on like you i mean that's that's what we're doing right now absolutely and and people are want they want to tune in and find out where where the fish are biting and and i have found the latino community uh and the mexican community here in southern california they're into the outdoors they have that sense of family where they want to be out doing something in the outdoor with the whole family so i mean trout fishing at a lake surf fishing going out on the half-day boat, I mean, a guy named Rafael Yamas from Paramount, California, is a perfect example. Um, he takes his four daughters out on the sport boats all the time, and they have a good time. And I just mentioned Paco Valise a second ago, and that's him right there. Paco, he must how have you heard doing? that. Aloha, <laughs> man, you're treating this guy too good here. 
Mi hermano, Paco Feliz. Well, you know, the thing with the uh, uh, your show, the uh, Spanish-speaking show, gives people an opportunity not to hear the fishing reports, but where they can go for fishing opportunities. Maybe they weren't because... You know, big family groups and everything, and you, you know, you want to know where the uh, the trout are being stocked, or where the catfish, or where they can take the family out on uh, maybe a half day excursion, and you know, fishing related. And you know, dad may want to fish, and maybe mom and the kids uh, don't want to, but there's a lot of things to do with the family, and you're exposing the family groups to fishing opportunities that maybe they weren't aware of in the past. There's no doubt about it, and that's why they're tuning in to find out where they can go and. That's why we also take a little, and I'm going to take this approach with the English market pretty soon now too, John, but there are some boats that I wouldn't send my friend on. The, the, the F-bomb's getting dropped 24 hours a day, the service is poor, and then there's these guys who dedicate their businesses to doing it right. They do everything right. Steve Virtue up there on the Pacific Islander, pretty much all the San Diego fleet. You know, I mean, those guys are doing it right. I'm not going to point anybody out, but especially when you have folks that perhaps are not proficient in English and they walk on a boat, they're going to have to walk on a boat that's going to take care of them, that's going to embrace them, that's going to be happy that they're there, as opposed to, oh my God, you know, you don't speak Anna. So you, I'm looking for those types of boats to exalt them and make it clear how great the customer service is. I can go on the Polaris Supreme with Tommy Rothery. I can go on with Steve Virtue on the Pacific Islander, we can catch zero fish, and I can walk over there and say, what a great trip that was, man. That was fun. <laughs> You're fishing. It's always a You're good fishing. trip. You're fishing. The galley uh, person is nice. She's putting out good food. The captain's asking you how you're doing. Uh, they're, you know, Can I take take that fish and bag it up for you? It's just that kind of customer service. Hey, and we're looking forward now to our trip going on down to the Rosarita Beach Hotel. In fact, uh, Roberta Gamboa, he came into the shop the other day, good friends with Rosie down there and everything like that. We look forward to spending some time with the Boys and Girls Club if we can, maybe having some fun down there too, and taking advantage of the hospitality of the Rosarita Beach Hotel. I can't wait. That's going to be the weekend of April 29th through May 1st. We'll have the details on pforadio.com by the time you're listening to this. And this guy... He's coming with us. Paco Valiz, he's going to come down with us. I'll be there. He's a great photographer, but more than that, he's a great friend, and it's going to be fun to have him down there. It's going to be fun to have you. The last time you were down there, I couldn't get you away from the kids. You were having too much fun. Well, you know, they all ganged up around us, and we were giving them baits and showing them how to go out and fish. And, you know, I'm not the world's best pier fisherman, but I'm beyond, you know, pier fishing 101. And, boy, those kids went over there, and they put on a show for us. They had a great time. And, again... Not everybody caught something, but they were out there fishing, and they were excited to do it because it's an activity they don't get the opportunity to do, and they live right next to the ocean. I know, and that's the key. You know, they they live right next to the ocean, and they don't get out to do it, and that's why it's fun to be able to go down there. We'll be actually going to Newton uh, School District out near the Coliseum and doing an event there, and then we're going to leave from that event and go to Rosarito and then take care of the kids down there on Sunday. So Exciting time. Well, Phil, if we want to keep up with all the things you're doing, which is pretty tough, you know, your blogs, the, the radio shows, where's the best place to go to, to get informed on how to keep up with you? Thank you so much, John. The best way to do it is go to our website, pforadio.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at PFO. And if you'd rather do it in Spanish on Facebook, it's Aventuras al Aire Libre. 
or you can listen to us on AM 690 in Espanol nice. every Friday at 7 p.m., every Sunday at 6 a.m. That's on AM 690. All right. Well, this is a version of what the heck is Phil thinking that uh, is recorded, but I think you uh, gave us a good report on just what's happening up to date, Phil. Thanks a lot for being with us. John, always great to see you and always great to be with all your great listeners. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Or if you want to listen to us on your iPad, you just go to any of the apps and uh, dial us in. Just go to Rod and Reel Radio. Look for us and you can listen to us recorded or live. Take care, Phil, and you have a great show. We look forward to seeing you down in San Diego. You got it, John. Take good care. All right. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock. 150s, 250s, 350s at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford. Worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El Cajon Ford. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakey fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons and outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes, and I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm back to tell you about the Fred Hall Show, March 17th to 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. 
Who could have known that when my father started his first show in San Diego 40 years ago, that it would turn into San Diego's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show? We are proud of the fact that when you attend a Fred Hall show, we will entertain you all day with hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars, and dozens of family fun activities. And when it's all over, you'll want to come back the next day to see what you missed. We invite you to come and join us and share in the 70-year legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and the pure joy of outdoor recreation. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. Join the Coastal Conservation Association of California and get in free. Check us out at fredhall.com. The Fred Hall Show, March 17th to 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. It's a whale of a show. Hey, we're here at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show. Get a chance to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time. One guy is a guy that goes way back in the industry with him, knew him. From the early days of Gamakatsu, Mr. Glenn Young. Glenn, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, John. Thanks well, for having me here. You know, you were the fly guy at Gamakatsu when I first started over there. You still doing some fly fishing? No, you know, honestly, it's fine, kind of funny. I have about 30 fly rods sitting in my garage screaming my name every time I walk through there. And, you know, now that I work for a lure company, I really don't get to touch them too often. <laughs> well, you're working for a lure company, and that's oh, yeah. why we're coming to see you now, because you're the national sales manager. For Z-Man products, tell, tell us a little bit about that line of products for someone that's been in a cave or living under a rock for a little well, while. Well, I think probably what we're most famous for is the chatterbait. Everybody knows what a chatterbait is, and Z-Man brought the chatterbait to the forefront years ago, and uh, we've been building on the following of the chatterbait, which is kind of one of those staples that everybody's got one in their tackle box. And since then, we've also developed a whole line of soft plastics made out of our material called a Laztec, which is all built in our factory in South Carolina. So everything's all U.S. made, and we've developed a whole line of baits for the freshwater guys and the saltwater guys both. Bass fishing, it doesn't matter. If it has lips and fins, we basically make a bait for it. Well, you know, you've got a lot of baits in your line, but I think the one that, at least out here in the West, is really taking us by storm is the Ned Rig. Tell us a little bit about that. It has, and actually the Ned Rig's kind of funny. It's one of those things that when you look at it, it's the concept yeah. isn't new. It's been around for a while. However, what made it different was we actually worked with the guys that developed the entire concept of the Ned Rig, Ned Katie himself, to develop the baits and the heads designed specifically around the technique that they were using, which is called the Midwest Finesse Technique. And it's essentially it's a technique that was designed to produce bites in highly pressured fisheries where sometimes it can be tough to get a bite. And the whole thing with the Ned Rig is it's designed to produce fish when nothing else does. And that's exactly what it does do. Well, that's one of the reasons why it's so popular out here in the West, because we've got a lot of small water. Smaller Absolutely. water right now with the, <laughs> you know, with the lack of rain. But yeah. a lot, there's always been a lot of pressure, and finesse baits have always been big out here. They have. Drop shot fishing, split shot fishing. And now they're Ned Rig. For people that aren't familiar with it, Explain a little bit about what it is and how you fish with it. Essentially, the Ned Rig is basically it's a downsized finesse technique. And essentially, the main bait behind the, te- the, behind the technique is called the Finesse TRD, which stands for the real deal. But it's also kind of another way of calling it a turd, which is what a lot of people <laughs> called the rig. Initially, because the guys were cutting Senkos in half and other small worms in half, putting them on a gopher head and calling it a turd rig or yeah, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. So we worked with Ned Katie to develop this whole thing. But the general science behind it is this. When you look at the Finesse TRD, it doesn't look like a whole lot. It has a very generic little shape to it. However, if you keep in mind one key thing, and that is that every year when crawdads molt, a lot of times they'll lose their claws. 
Well, when they lose their claws, they essentially look like a little nub. They don't look like much of anything, which is kind of what that TRD looks like. And every fish that swims has been hardwired to recognize that as food. So that's why they pick it up so readily and why it's so effective, why it works in highly pressured waters. When it falls in front of a fish, they don't have to think, they don't have to hesitate. There's nothing to prevent them from picking it up. They simply see it as food and they eat it. And that's one of the things that's made this rig so effective everywhere it goes. Now, tell us, what uh, is the setup to fish that rod and reel? And then what is the technique that is best used to fish it? I mean, you're fishing it on flat bottoms, you're fishing it on shorelines, rocks, or what? Actually, you can fish it in all situations. And this, the essential rod setup is essentially what you want. It's kind of what a lot of guys use for drop shaft fishing. But the key thing with the Ned Rig is you want to pick a rod that has a very flexible tip to it because you're loading a very lightweight jig head, a lot of times under a 20th of an ounce. And so you have to be able to tip load a rod in order to throw it that way. And then as far as the reel, typically a 20 or 25 size reel. And typically your, your line size is usually a 6-pound or an 8-pound line at the most. And then as far as the presentation is concerned, it's very simple. It comes down to your bottom type. If you have a hard bottom, you'd fish it very similar to a shaky head. You let it hit the bottom, you hop it along the bottom, drag it along the bottom, but because it's elastic and buoyant, it stands up. Or if you're in a soft bottom where you have grass, you throw it out and you use a lighter weight jig it, like a 10th or a 15th ounce or even a 20th, and swim it above the bottom with a steady retrieve and little twitches of the rod tip to give it some action. Well, you've uh, come all the way out here to the West Coast. Tell us about some of the other lures that Z-Man sells that are really apple to what the way we fish out here in the West, both freshwater and I didn't realize it also saltwater too. Yeah, we do a lot of saltwater baits. And it wasn't until really this year that we came out with some baits that were really applicable to what you guys are doing in California for the calicos and for the spotted bay bass and for the yellowtail and all that. And we came out with two baits in particular. One of them called a mag swim. It's an 8-inch paddle tail bait made from elastic, so it's going to be durable and last for a lot more fish than what you can get out of the standard soft plastic swim baits that a lot of guys are using. And then we came out with a 10-inch jerk bait called a Heroes. And then we also also came up with a line of jig heads to accommodate all of those, ranging everywhere from a 6-3 ounce all the way up to an 8-3 ounce head size, that all designed to accommodate those baits. And then in addition to that, going back to the freshwater side, we brought out a bait called a razor shad, which is more of a generic type of a bait that is a great chatterbait trailer and also a jerk bait on its own. So we've been really busy trying to make baits that are going to accommodate the way, the way guys are fishing out here. Because honestly, John, you know more than anybody, the West Coast a lot of times dictates how the rest of the country fishes. Well, it seems to be the trendsetter, and especially when you get a lot more of the guys from the West now going back to fish things like the Classic and the Elite Series and, and everything else like that. Because if you want to be a pro fisherman, you've got to be out there in the East. There isn't a lot happening in the West right. compared to the East. So, but and they the guys, bring their techniques. They do. And the, the thing is, the guys in the West, as you already mentioned and alluded to, the pressure is a lot higher on the fish here. And the guys have to be really good at what they do to produce fish here. And that's where a lot of these techniques are developed in these highly pressured fisheries. And that's where Ned Cady was successful developing the Ned Rig and his highly pressured Kansas reservoirs that he fishes. And it's very similar to the West Coast fishery where you've got a lot of people fishing a very small body of water. And you better be really good at what you want to, what you do and if you want to get bites. Well, you know, when I think of Z-Man and a lot of people think about... Uh, uh, the chatterbait. Tell me, you're they still uh, selling chatterbaits. Is we there are. any new 
kind of a twist or uh, on the chatterbait that we might want to know about? There is. We actually have a couple of them. One of them is called the Project Z chatterbait, which we brought out. We introduced it last year, but it's really kind of taken ahead this year. And what it is is the Project Z chatterbait is kind of a souped-up version of the original. It has more of a traditional swim jig type of a head with a paint job and 3D eyes, and the blade is connected to more of a wire form instead of hook eye so that it vibrates immediately when it hits the water. It has a very heavy-duty Mustad Ultra Point hook on it. It has a very secure Mustad Fast Hatch um, clip instead yes. of the regular clip on a chatterbait, so you get a better line tie. Um, and it's just kind of an all-around souped-up version of the chatterbait. And then we're actually introducing one at the Bassmasters Classic this year called the Chatterbait Freedom, which we partnered up with Freedom Tackle Company, who makes an interchangeable jig head to make a, a, a chatterbait where you could rig up completely weedless. Well, you know... There's so many items in the Z-Man line that I'm just not familiar with myself. Where can someone go to see what Z-Man offers the fishermen today? You can go to zmanfishing.com, and everything that we have is on there. In addition to that, we also have a wide variety of videos on how to rig and how to fish a lot of the stuff, including the nag rig, including the chatterbaits. Everything that we make, we work really hard to make sure that we can educate the consumers on how to fish this stuff properly. Right. Now, now I know tomorrow morning you leave for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, when people listen to this show, the Bassmaster Classic will be all but over, but you think it's going to be a good classic, and one of the, the big factors is the weather. They're going to have some good weather there. They are. They actually scheduled a little bit later. It's typically in February this year. They decided to go March because the last couple of times they did it in February, it was really cold. So <laughs> this time they decided to maybe do it at a time of year where the boats wouldn't be frozen to their trailers, and they could get out and fish a little bit more. And the forecast that I saw for this week, this is a very steady weather pattern through the weekend, which should bode well for the fishing. It should be a very good classic this year. Now, are there any of the uh, Z-Man Pro Staff uh, guys that are fishing the classic this year? We do. Uh, David Walker is going to be fishing the classic for this year, and he's a pretty good angler, and I, he's got a pretty good shot at it, but I think it's going to come down to a lot of the stuff we just mentioned as far as Ned rigs and finesse baits and stuff, because that lake can be pretty picky sometimes. Oh, you better believe it. Glenn Young, National Sales Manager for Z-Man Products. It's good running into you here at the Fred Hall Show. We wish you a lot of luck in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wish we could be with you, but we're here. And I know you have mixed emotions because the Fred Hall Show, <laughs> you were saying the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach here, it's the largest consumer show in the country. It is. Outside of the Bassmasters Classic, this is the consumer show that we have in the U.S. And it breaks my heart a little bit to have to leave it a day early and go to Tulsa, but the classic calls and I must go. All right. Glenn Young, National Sales Manager for Z-Man Products. Thanks a lot for taking a little time to be with us. Safe traveling, and we look forward to running into you in the future real soon. As always, a pleasure, John Cassidy. Anytime, my friend. All right, Glenn. Hey, this is uh, Ron Real Radio on AM 540 or ronrealradio.com. Stay tuned. More interviews from the Fred Hall Show to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Captain Chris Rando from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six-ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. All right, we're here at the Fred Hall Show. We've, won it. We've run into one of the guys that's, man, one of the best guests we ever have on Rod and Real Radio, and that's uh, Steve Carson from Penn Fishing. Steve, how's it going for you? It is going great. Thank you so much for letting me be on. We're at the Fred Hall Show, as I was just telling you. My 41st year in a row working at the Fred Hall Show. I don't even want to think about how many years I came as a, you know, as a, an attendee before that. Every year it just gets more exciting. There's more to see. It gets bigger. Uh, some of us look a little bit grayer, but you know what? It doesn't prevent us from, from loving the fishing just as much. Luckily, we still have hair, Steve, so that uh, well, really is what speak counts. For, speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, you know, I know you do shows all around the country. Uh, compared to uh, uh, some of the other shows you uh, do, how do you uh, rate the Fred Hall shows here? Well, it's, it's certainly my favorite in terms of seeing people that you know that that i know and you know a little bit there's a little bit of the old high school reunion uh, uh sure. to, to the atmosphere but 
really a great atmosphere of learning. The only show that's bigger than this in the whole country is the ICAST show, sure. which is uh, usually in Orlando, Florida every year, and it's not open to the public, so the public actually can't go. It's a trade-only show, so as far as shows the public can attend, this is about as big as the next two biggest, or maybe even the next three biggest put together. There's just nothing like the Fred Hall show. Right. I mean, this is the place where you come to see... Uh uh, the manufacturers, and just like yourself, you're here with Penn. You're not really selling anything. You're here to inform the people on all the different pro- Penn products, both old and new. Yeah, I'm not selling anything. I'm just answering questions, talking fishing. Uh, it's amazing how many people get me completely off topic to where we start out talking about Penn and we end up talking about all kinds of esoteric fishing details, and which is perfectly fine with me. Well, let's talk a little, a little bit about the fishing Uh you know, we just caught our first bluefin tuna down at Colinette here a little bit. That's, I've amazing. Actually, That's just amazing. I've actually heard that there are bluefin uh, uh, on the 43, and uh, we're not going to be able to go out and get them for a little while because we got some heavy surge coming up. But, you know, what's your feeling on how the fishing is going to be this year offshore? Well, you know, we're in the third year of, quote, and I, and I, use, I use the quotation marks, we're in the third year of an El Nino, uh, the only other time in recorded fishing history we had that was uh, 57, 58, 59. And in that cycle, 59 was the best year. Uh, that's going to have to go some to beat 2015. I'm not, if 2016 is 25% less than 2015, I'm going to be in heaven. It's still going to be epic. I'm going to be in heaven. Yeah, we're speaking with uh, Steve Carson from Penn Fishing. And, Steve, I want to thank you when you come on. Ron Real, it's uh, we get more uh, response from you being on with regards to the information that you put up. It's just the deal is it always seems like we're trying to put twenty pounds of mud into a five pound sack when it comes to what you come to the table with. Well, that's true, and the main thing is is uh, uh, say unlike professional bass fishermen who are graded on how, what they caught, what's how big of a bag did they catch, how well did they do in the tournament today or yesterday. I feel like I'm graded on how many fish did you catch because oh, yeah. you listen to me. No one cares if I caught any fish. They only care if they caught fish. So that's I'm just trying to, to relate the information in a way that people will remember it and it will hopefully help them catch more fish wherever they end up going. I know this is a really general, general question, but for the fishermen right now that are going out on overnight boats, uh, three-quarter day boats, how should they be geared up when it comes to you know, they might be doing some rock fishing. They might be uh, get into some tuna and yellowtail. Uh, uh, give us an overlay on what kind of gear they should be taking with them, Steve. Well, basically, and, and I have, I'm actually handing out, I have a little handout in the booth of uh, sort of the w- combos one through five. And nobody, I, I realize that there's always going to be, uh, you know, a price sensitivity. So, you know, not everybody can afford a nice set of gold international reels and custom rods. Not everybody can have that. But everybody needs what I kind of call combos one, one through three, which is a light live bait rod and reel conventional um, that you can fish 20, 25-pound line and either use anchovies, which are coming back as bait, or small sardines, or just fish that are picky, and then kind of a standard live bait combo that can be used with 30 to 40-pound line. That probably should be a two-speed. Young 25-year-old professional athletes can get by without a two-speed but all the rest of us should probably have a two-speed make life easier why not and then sort of optional but really sort of not would be a jigging combo something to yo-yo jigs for yellowtail 
of so much of 2014 and 2015 yellowtail fishing was suspended yellowtail in deep water, say over 400 feet of water, and the yellowtail were at 150 to 180 feet. And the only way to get them was yo-yo jigs. And if yeah. you couldn't yo-yo properly, you missed out. And so that went from being a kind of optional to kind of not. Those are the three that you have to have. There's a whole lot more that are fun, even fly rods, popping rods, you know, you name it, that, that are fun to have. Or if the 200-pound tuna show up, you need that kind of gear. But you don't leave the dock without those, without those basic three. Well, let's talk a little bit specifically now about pen products. And the type of pen products, I know you've got, you know, pen internationals and stuff like that. And then you go down to, you know, the, the pen 50s or anything like that. But pens come out with some great new, like middle grade, uh, upper middle grade uh, uh, gear for the uh, fishermen that I think has really brought pen to the, the, the front when it comes to the fishing industry. Because pen seem to be lacking a little bit now all of a sudden. They've got some really revitalized, and they're coming out with some great products. And tell us about a few of those products. Yeah, I mean, of course, the internationals and the torch are wonderful, but I, I really love talking about the Fathom series, which is, is what we call the most bang for the buck. Uh, you know, for the working guy, the guy with kids, etc., he's not going to be buying gold-plated reels. He's just not going to be doing it. The Pan Fathoms are the, the best reel for the least amount of money that you're ever going to see. Specifically, the one that I would get for the combos one through three, combo number one should be the Fathom Star Drag, single speed, either the 12 or the 15, uh, depending on how you feel about the anchovies. If you're, if you're sure that we're going to be back in an anchovy cycle this year, just get the 12. You will thank me later. <laughs> it looks small, but when you start fishing anchovies, the advantages are great. Then when, then when you go to that, the next one up, the 30 to 40 pound combo, I would say go to the two speed, the Fathom 25 narrow two speed. You put about uh, 400 yards, 50 pound super braid backing on there, put a top shot on of your, your favorite length of uh, 30 or 40 pound line, depending on the conditions. You can catch tuna up to 80, 100 pounds, no problem. And that jigging outfit, I still like. It's the modern, modernized version of, of the long, long popular Yellowtail Special. It's now called the U.S. Senator Narrow. Yes. Um, it's also a single speed. If you feel like you want a, a, a two-speed, there is a Fathom 40 Narrow two-speed. Um, also just incredible, incredible values for the, for the amount of money that you spend. They didn't spend a lot of money on cosmetics, but they put all the performance inside the reel where it needs to be. You know, they were so in demand last year that they were hard to find. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, uh, you'll be a little easier to find. But the, the thing about the reels is that uh, you could get yourself a performance-tuned type of piece of equipment, yet you don't have to give up the pink slip to the car or your next vacation to afford them. Very affordable reliable and they work well and for all the gray beards out there that remember 30 years ago the last time anchovies were the dominant bait all the youngsters are going to find out soon but for the gray beards every time i pick up my my fathom 12 or my torque 12 star drag i dream about those days back in the back in the day when i was on a wide open albacore bite or a wide open or maybe a not wide open bluefin bite where they were around and i and if i i just think if i had had these reels then how many fish could I have caught? Wow. So it's just, you know, uh, 
it's going to be a, a, a great fishing year, regardless of what the baits are. But every angler owes it to themselves to be as prepared as they can, so they don't miss their opportunities. We're speaking with Steve Carson from Penn Reels. And Steve, uh, you know, right now as we're entering March, seems like we have a pretty good yellowtail bite. Seems like the yellowtail this year are a little farther up north. I mean, they're getting them at San Clemente Island, they're getting them at Catalina, where before we would find them down south of Colinet, maybe south of the Coronados. Do you think that's an indicator of what the season's going to be like? I, I think that, you know, for us, those divisions are, are, are seem like they're pretty great. They're, and by the way, they're even getting them at, at Marina del Rey. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> for us, those divisions seem like, wow, he's all the way up there. But the truth is, is you have a set of conditions that are favorable to the yellowtail over a pretty wide area. And they're just going where they happen to find the most food. And, uh, again, I think that, that bodes very well for us. That means there's a lot of food. And they're going to grow. And, you know, they're, you know, I think that this may, emphasize may, indicate that we're going to have a more resident year-round population of yellowtail rather than just a migratory population. That would be pretty cool. Now, we still have red crab that seems to have been around all year. There's a lot of red crab down south. I know we have it off San Diego. I'm not sure about what's happening around San Clemente and and Catalina, but is the red crab being here, or did it stay here? Is is that an indication of anything? Well, yeah, definitely it stayed here. Uh, it's definitely an indication. The other interesting thing I've noticed in yellowtail uh, several times on some suspended fish over open, over deep open water, over a mud bottom, they shouldn't have been there. Why were they there? And we flushed their, their stomachs out with a deck hose, and this didn't just happen once. This happened three or four times. The fish were absolutely plugged with juvenile lizard fish. Oh, no kidding, I mean, yeah. every yellowtail had a hundred of them in there. So clearly they were down there like Pac-Man, just, just eating them up. And whether they always did that and we just didn't realize it, or if this is some new feeding pattern, or the lizard fish are blooming for a reason and the yellowtail are exploiting it, that's what makes fishing beautiful. Now let's talk just a little bit about the lizard fish because the lizard fish basically stay down the bottom. They're not suspended or anything. Or are we finding that even uh, the habits of the lizard fish are changing? Well, it's hard to say. The, again, these these are clouds of juveniles. Yeah. These are not the adults that are down there hiding in the mud, waiting to ambush your bait and and mess you up when you're trying to catch a nice sand bass. These are these are clouds of juveniles, and and I don't know that much about the life cycle of the lizard fish. But it would appear that at least during that, that stage in their life, they may gather up in you know large, large schools, clouds, and suspend. And the yellowtail found out where that was, and they're eating them. You know, in, in the past week, we've had uh, some of the owners, operators of lodges up in Alaska talking about they were actually going out of, like, Craig, Alaska, and they were fishing albacore 40, 40 uh, maybe 50 miles offshore, 30 to 35-pound uh, uh, fish. Uh, any indication of the albacore? Do you think we're just so warm they're going to completely bypass us? I, I, I think we're just not going to have them. Yeah. I, 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 the good thing is, if you recall the albacore shortage of the 1980s, there were no albacore anywhere. There were some real serious, serious fears about the albacore population in the northern hemisphere. And now there's plenty of albacore. You want to catch albacore, go up to Oregon, go up to Washington. Uh, interestingly, the last time before last year that they caught albacore in Craig, Alaska, was 1959. No. <laughs> so it has happened before. Um, it's you know it's just an indication of a small, strong El Nino. There's plenty of albacore. I'm not too worried about it. If you want to catch them, just go north on the 405 instead of south. All right, Steve Carson from Penn Fishing. 
people want to get a hold of you, ask you any questions, where are you going to be? The, the, the best, best way? Best places to, to reach me electronically uh, are you can actually uh, post up uh, questions on the the Pen Fishing Facebook, and there's there's also a spoof page, so don't, you know, yeah. you got to go to Pen Fishing, not Pen Reels, Pen Fishing on Facebook, and if they post up questions, I am among the people that will answer your questions. Also, if you go to Bloody Decks, there's a World of Pen Forum, and I also answer the questions on there by my internet handle, Tuna North. So, if those of you are out there and, and think that some of my speech patterns sounds just like that guy on that online guy named tuna north there's a reason he's me steve carson from pen fishing thanks a lot always great talking to you steve and especially now last year you were the prognosticator of great <laughs> things to come they did we're going to catch up with you probably during the middle of the season just to see how how good you uh, predicted things happening and uh, maybe take a look at what's happening beyond but Thanks for being with us on Rod Reel Radio. Thank you so much, and thanks thanks for letting me be on the air. Hey, we'll be back with you after these messages. You're listening to Rod Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. Hey, as we're touring around the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach, good to see some uh, friends that we've seen for a long time. Guys have been involved in fishing for a long time, and then they decided, hey, you know, I've got an idea for a product, and uh, let's see if I can make it work, and we're with one of those guys right now, Mr. Rich Whitaker. Rich, how you doing? Excellent, excellent. It's a fantastic show here at Fred Hall Show. Love it seeing all the old people I haven't seen for a long time, and new faces. It's been fantastic so far. You know, we talked to you a couple of years ago, and we try to keep track of what you're doing with bait wraps. I I remember when it was just an idea, and you, you had, eh, maybe we can make these work and stuff like that. And now when we come to uh, Fred Hall Shore, we go to a lot of dealers throughout Southern California. Your irons are uh, center stage and selling like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, it's, it's weird. The, the way I started doing this is, is I had open heart surgery four years ago. And as I was laying in the hospital, laying in bed, I thought of this idea because I've always loved to fish with irons. And uh, I made a, a sample, and I put it on my Facebook page, and it just blew up from there. And it's just been crazy, crazy, crazy ever since. Now, tell us a little bit about the process. What makes the fish wrap iron just so unique, uh, more than any other on the market? Well, first of all, it's it's an actual picture of a bait fish. Um, I, I have mackerel, I have sardines, I have scad, I have uh, several different colors of um, uh, squid. And every one of my products has an eye on it. And I think that's part of it. And I get that feedback from the guys that are fishing. And they think it could be the eye that they're focusing on. And it could be the contrast of the color. Who knows? I get these great reports from these guys coming off long-range trips about how they outfished everybody else. And I, I heard it one time, and I said, okay, you know, whatever, great, great, great. But then I started hearing the same thing over and over and over again from a bunch of different people. So I thought, hey... You really got something here. Well, you know, it's a good it's a good idea to say, hey, let's take a picture of a fish or some type of a piece of bait. Let's put it on a piece of metal and see if we can catch fish on it. Now, that's a nice idea, but actually making it work is a lot different. And I know you spent a lot of time taking this process and getting it so that you've got the product here today. Can you tell us a little bit about that evolution without giving away anything proprietary? Well, it's not really that secretive everybody pretty much knows what i do it's basically it's a vinyl wrap that uh, that i put on and and 
kind of my secret is the clear coat that I put on it. I mean, anybody can put on a vinyl wrap. Yeah. But after you put it on, it's how do you make it stick and how do you make it hold. And I put a clear coat over it. And there, there's a couple uh, out fishing with my stuff. They've been fishing it for about three years. Uh, Pam Sharp and Danny Lynch, boyfriend, sure. girlfriend. Uh, Danny runs Fish Dope. Yep. And they've been fishing with this one lure that I have. It's about a five-ounce lure, and it has what's called my spotted squid on it. And they've caught over 60 yellowtail on it. And you look at it, and I go, you sure that's 60 yellow? They go, yeah, we 60 yellowtail. And you can barely tell that it's even been scratched. So some people ask, you know, I mean, they're right around $20 to buy these things retail. But they outlast the painted jig. If you don't lose it, it's like buying five or six lures in one because the, the finish lasts so long. Oh, I, you know, we talk to fishermen that, God forbid, they lose one. It's like they've lost a member of the family because they've been catching fish on it or it was a color that they had been looking for, hadn't been able to find it anywhere because even though you're working your you-know-what you know off, there's still a, a little bit of a shortage sometimes if something really hits big. Right. And so they get their hands on that lure and they lose it and they go... Oh, my, man, they've lost the karma. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing I do is I've been making a lot of company logos for people. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. Now, you know, tell us the first logo that you made that someone actually went out that you heard of that they caught a fish on. Okay, Fisherman's Processing. Okay. In San Diego. Well, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) and, you know, and I made them some. It's kind of a little promotional item. And uh, they went out, and all of a sudden, I got these pictures back. They were they were yo-yo jigs. All it said was a white yo-yo jig, and it had the Fisherman's Processing logo on it. And they went out and caught a bunch, caught a bunch of yellowtail. Oh and man! They, they sent me the pictures, and I mean, I've made them for Shimano. I've made them for Accurate. I've made them for Hobie. Um, I made uh, the Eclipse, the Commander. I've, I've made all sorts of different logo jigs, and they're a lot of fun to make them. Oh, so it's, it, you can almost make it for anybody. I guess anybody, uh, you take a picture of their logo or, you know. How about faces? Have you done any profiles of anybody on a jig? Well, no faces. The, the only image that I have that like that is I have a set of mermaids that I've done. I think about six or seven mermaids. And I've had guys buy them, and they're you know kind of like a little sexy mermaid, you know, not nude or anything, but a nice little sexy mermaid. And um, what the one guy did is he put them in a shadow box, and he and he hung them up in his man cave. And other people are buying them as like good luck charms. They're hanging them in their wheelhouse of their boats. And there are some people that fish them, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's like a set of dice that we used to have in our cars way back when or yeah, something. Yeah, and I've got one guy. Uh, you know who Ryan Block is? Yes. Okay, Ryan, um, he's, a, he's just a nut. He's an avid fisherman, <laughs> and he works on the Pacific Voyager. He's also an avid freshwater fisherman. But he fishes my surface iron with one of my mermaids on it, and that's the only surface iron that he fishes. And he catches yellowtail left and right on it. Okay, now... You know, we're talking about some exotic stuff, but the baits are available, the irons are available, and selected stores throughout Southern California area. What are some of the good colors for people to look at that have really been working well? Well, one or of the... Patterns, I should say. It's yeah. not like a color, it's a pattern. Yeah, it's a, it's an image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we were talking about Ryan Block. Ryan Block loves the one that I have called Deviled Egg. And actually, it's a real picture of scrambled eggs. <laughs> And then what I did is I put an eye on it of an iguana, and it's got a red eye. And 
I didn't name it, but they, they were catching so many fish on it that one of the deckhands named it Deviled Egg. Okay. <laughs> and that's been a haunt. But pretty much I've got about 10 or 12 different images that I put out, and they all catch fish, but a lot of it has to do on the depth that they're fishing also. You know, you go down to Cullinette, you're fishing 200-plus feet of water, and if the current's ripping, you want to get down there quick. So I have a jig that's called an XL that's 8.5 ounces. Wow. I've got another one that's called an XXL, which is 13.5 ounces, and that gets down to where the fish are. And there are other people who go out, they'll try something that's 5 ounces or somewhere around there, and the current just won't let them get down to where the right. fish are. Same thing out here at in Oceanside, Box Canyon area, things like that, where they're fishing really, really deep. A lot of people don't fish them heavy enough, and they want to fish 50, 60. Some guys fish 80-pound test line. So, All right. Well, Rich Whitaker from uh, a Bait Wrap Company. If people want to see some of your images, if they can't get out to the store or whatever it is, I know you got a way for them to view some of the work that you're doing. Right. I'm working on my website, uh, which is a long process, but they can go on Facebook and go under Bait Wraps or under my name, Rich Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R, or they can call me. My phone number is 714-396-1278, and I'll be happy to talk to anybody, send them pictures, email them pictures. Or just talk about jig fishing if they want to learn about it. Now, you talked about corporate logos. Let's talk about that. If someone wants to do something like that, what's the process of getting a hold of you and getting their logo or an image from their company on a a custom-made iron? What they can do is they can email me at baitwraps.com and email me their logo so I can look at it. Because some logos are too big and too big around to fit on a jig. Right. Uh, a long logo stretched out is a little bit better, but we can adjust things for that. As a matter of fact, I did a whole bunch for Ballast Point Beer. Okay. I did a whole bunch of logo stuff for them, and it's kind of weird. I did it, and then a month later, they sold the company for a bill over a billion dollars. Well, you know, you're part of the success, Rich. What can I tell you? Yeah, that's what I told the owner, Yousef, who's a good friend of mine. I told him, I said, I'm the guy that set you set it over and, and made, that, made that deal happen, so... Uh, it's, well, a, it's a lot of fun. Well, Rich, uh, you know, congratulations on the success of the baits, the hard work, you know, uh, you know, taking something to do uh, in your spare time after you had a little uh, a bit of a medical problem, and now here you are as, as successful as ever almost. Yeah, and it's, I've got some crazy stuff coming up for this summer that people should look out for. Well, too. we're going to keep in contact with you, and, and clue us in if you will, please. Oh, I will. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod Real Radio. There's still more to come. We'll be back in just a bit. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My angler aged to earth. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. 
It's time for the spectacular 40th annual Fred Hall Show, March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, presented by Progressive. This is San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. Celebrating the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation for 40 years. Hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars presented by Cousins Tackle, a giant kayak and stand-up paddleboard section, marine electronics, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, the Mammoth Licks Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, Savage Gears Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, Hobie Kayak Fishing Seminars, Costa's Sporting Chef Cafe, the San Diego Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Archery, Target Shooting, Fly Fishing, Casting, and so much more. Kids Free, Kids Fish Free, Active Military Free. Join us and share in the 70-year legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. It's a whale of a show. Okay, traveling around the Fred Hall Show here in Long Beach. We're hanging out at the H&M Landing Booth. And as I said before, when you come to these shows, it's a great opportunity to meet the owner-operators, the skippers of each one of the boats that you've gone out before. Maybe you'd like to take a look at one of our favorite guys is over here. Captain Chris Randall. Captain Chris, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Yourself? Busy, oh, busy at the show here. Oh, man, yeah. Can yeah. you believe all the people coming on up? And really, everyone's got to be interested in what's available in trips right now with the anticipation of 2016. Yeah, and the possibility of bluefin. We're already seeing a little bit of sign of bluefin. And one was actually caught last weekend. And uh, let's see, bluefin in February. Well, When's the last time you heard that? Well, you know, the thing I was asking, I was talking to uh, Captain Mike Franchek here just a little bit ago yeah. from the Relentless out of H&M Landing. And, you know, last year we were catching some bluefin off the Tanner Bank. And, yep. uh, you know, and are the fish down there? Has anyone been down there or conditions just not been that, you know, yeah. people have been targeting It's that? that time of year where a lot of the boats are doing their maintenance, dry dock, oh, yeah. Coast Guard topside, pull your solace rafts and doing all that maintenance in anticipation of our spring fishing. So the rock cod thing's kind of slowed down. We're still running day and half trips to call net. We had 62 yellowtail and 185 rockfish last Saturday fishing at call net, which is 110 miles south of San Diego in 63-degree water. Another boat caught a bluefin there. I saw two spots of bluefin on electronics six miles above there, and oh. this is all in February. So just think, no one's been offshore. No one's been out to the 60, the Tanner, the Cortez, and it could be there. I did hear a little rumor of some of the big 100-pound bluefin on the 60 that a commercial guy's catching two or three a day. This isn't something we would target on a sport boat because 100-pound fish and 30 guys on the boat, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough fishing for bluefin. But you can, it can be done. But, you know, we prefer to target where everybody gets fish. You think with this water that we have then, then first of all, starting off with albacore, that's just going to be something that's going to right by us again, and the guys up in Alaska are going to get a pop out of it again? You know, it, it's a, it's called the Great Circle, and it's a cycle. I believe it's a 10-year cycle. After the last big El Nino, there was about a three-year taper down from El Nino before we saw albacore again. I forget the actual year date, but the the... the feeling I have is, is three to four years after a peak of an El Nino is your best shot at the albacore. If their great circle migration changes, we could easily get them, you know, and I mean, I talked to a commercial guy west of Cabo down below, there's a big area of uh, biomass and there's blue, uh, big eye tuna down there. Oh my gosh. And the water's still warm. It's about five degrees above what it should be this time of year. So if nothing else, at least the season's going to start earlier. 
because the fish don't migrate so far away. The cold water doesn't push them farther down Baja coast, so they have shorter to come back, which means earlier season. So it's a win-win for the angler either way. We're speaking with Captain Chris Randall from the Chief. And, and Captain Chris, what's happening with the Chief right now? What are, what are you offering in, uh, in March? Well, right now we're doing day and a half uh, Baja coastal trips. Like I said, our last trip we caught yellowtail and rockfish. So they're kind of combo trips. They depart every Friday night, fish all day Saturday, return Sunday mornings. Wow. Yeah, fun. That is a good one. And how's the fishing been down there so far? It's been pretty decent. It averages some days we're getting 100 yellowtails, some days we get 50. On a tough day, we get 10, 15, 20, and then uh, finish out with the rockfish. The weather's been a little bit of a factor. And we've been hitting a little bit on the weekends and missing a little bit on the weekends. So last weekend we had good weather in the morning, and it got a little choppy in the afternoon. Still fishable, but we had a two-knot drift. And that makes it hard to fish for rockfish when you get two knots or above. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. There's a, a storm forecast for this weekend, a possible one for next weekend. But, you know, it's fishing, and it's weather permitting. Well, you know, uh, let's talk about that bluefin that was caught down there last week. Uh, you know, you're down at Colinette, you're after rockfish, you're, you're fishing uh, heavy jigs going after yellowtail. Right. Does that bluefin caught like that, or was someone just out there fly-lining something saying, what, what's going to bite? I think it was a, a fluke. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> just decided to fly-line. Maybe they got tired of yo-yo, and I know the fish was caught early in the day, and that's when it, it made its little show there. And I think it was just an incidental catch, but it does prove, one, that there's 40, 45-pound bluefin there, and it confirms what I was looking at the meter. So... Just going straight from here to there, several boats saw fish and one was caught. Just think what's outside it, blow it, farther offshore. I mean, it, 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 all I can say is this really good signal. Well, when you say good signal, you know, I don't know if we're getting too technical or not. How can you tell the difference between bluefin and, let's say, some yellowtail that are down there or something else? What makes the bluefin a little more distinctive? Uh, as far as electronics, you mean? Yeah. Uh, the size of the air bladder. They have a very large air bladder, where a yellowtail has a much smaller one. So you're going to get a much larger return. Um, I call them boomerangs or check marks. Look like lightning bolts on some meters. It depends on your type of electronics. But a much stronger return in a, a denser return. And yellowtail look like little peckled dots or little worms. These are lightning bolts and jags. And there's no wow. doubt in your mind, hey, that's bluefin. Well, you saw enough of them come by the past couple of seasons. Yeah. And with your experience, yeah. you know, on the Chief, uh, that's why, uh, you know, that's why it's good to go out with you guys because <laughs> of the fact you get us on the fish. Yeah, you get 30 years of knowledge and you, you're going on. A lot of these captains all have the same, you know, they all put in their time. And they've learned, even on different meters, they know what they're looking at. And that's what you're paying for when you go on a sport boat. You go on a private boat, you have various options because you're fishing with friends and maybe more economical, but you don't have that combined crew experience, captain's knowledge, and the way we share information. So there's an advantage either way. Well, you know, I had the opportunity to go out with you a couple times last season, not only to get the freezer loaded up, but, man, I came back from those trips, and I was beat up because you are on top of them all the time. (laughs) We, there was, remember, uh, what was it? Was it the uh, yellowfin or the bluefin? We, it was the yellowfin we were after right at the beginning right. of the season. Yes. And I think you kept us on a school of dolphin, and those yellowfin, we were on we was on it for almost seven hours. Yeah, it was the better part of the day. And I would come down and help out, run back to the bridge, spot those things yeah. and not lose them, and would get get whatever we got. Everybody wanted it hard charge a mile or two to get back on them, and we just stayed on it, stayed on it. And it, that is some of the funnest fishing because you load up the jigs, you got five guys trolling, they all get bit at the same time, screaming, <laughs> yelling, everybody's trying to get their jig over the side. It's just fast-paced. We call it uh, gun and run. Yeah, well, we're... 
we're on a day and a half trip, and yeah. we're out there, and and the first half of the day, you almost have it as limited. Yeah, and on, a, on the elephant, that was yeah. a great trip. And, and, and limits of fun. That's what it's about. <laughs> limits of fun. You know, so we had double limits. <laughs> All right, Captain Chris, if we want to find out what's the best way to get on the chief, find out uh, what your schedule yeah. is. How's the best way to do it? Uh, best way is uh, contact H and M Landing six one nine area code. 222-1144 or on the web at www.chiefsportfishing.com complete schedule everything about the boat that's all you need to know hey, if you want a great experience go out with Captain Chris Randall on the Chief out of H&M Landing you will uh, go down the right now the coastline of Mexico you have a yep. great time yep. you'll catch a variety of fish and come back with a fish story like we just told yep. and I believe the bluefin's coming so get ready the next couple of months Captain Chris Randall, thanks a lot for being with us. All right. Hey, stay tuned. There's still more interviews to come from the Fred Hall Show on Rod and Reel Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Well, that just about wraps it up for this Sunday evening. Appreciate you listening. You know, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're still at the Fred Hall Show, so it was our pleasure to bring you this recorded show. Now, we'll be with you next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. on AM540 at Rod and Reel Radio with another live show. So on behalf of Jorge and our AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer in San Diego, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, and Captain Eddie McEwen, who left us this heritage, which is Rod and Reel Radio. We really appreciate you listening tonight. If you get the opportunity, go on out there and get them. They're getting away. We'll see you on the water. Good night. We're out for now.